Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential, where this month in December, as we know, we are leaving the ickiness of this crazy year behind, and we are figuring out how to get ourselves in the right mindset to begin a new calendar year with all the excitements, all the excitements, all the excitement. Well, it could be plural. You never know that we can muster together. So my guest, my next guest is going to help us do that without a doubt. Adam Jablin and see, look, I already screwed it up. And my listeners know I screw up everybody's name. Your name could be Mike Smith and I could still screw it up. Adam Jablin is a highly sought after performance and life coach, corporate consultant, and keynote speaker. But there's some other things that really make him stand out. And this is the line in his bio that I love the most. Adam has helped thousands of people over the years experience a joy for living, even while under pressure or difficulty. And of course, this year, we've not had any pressure or any difficulty whatsoever. So, you know, I'm sure we'll have nothing to talk about. (laughs) But he's got lots of positive energy, which I've already known before we even started uh, taping today. And he also has been clean and sober since July 14th, 2006. So I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about how that helps keep a clean and clear positive mindset without a doubt. And uh, and he's also in Florida where I'm uh, planning to move at some point in the near future too. So then we can trade in dreary winter weather for lovely sunny year round. So first of all, Adam, thank you for joining me today. Michael, thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> This is good. We're going to have a good time. I I know. I can always tell. There's already energy in the rooms that we're in. So I like to hit high points of bios, but I like to hear from you. So tell us about you, your business, and how you help people to shock their potential. Yeah. Uh, So I am an author. I could actually say I am a number one best-selling author now, and it's just 100% ego. There's no need to say it. And I'm a life coach, I'm a speaker, mm-hmm. I'm a business consultant. But really, uh, the most important is, is that um, I'm human, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, that's where I really get to help my clients. I show them how flawed I am. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like there's, there's grace in my mistakes. There's power in my imperfections. And I'm the kind of coach where I, I, I'm really not a surface guy. So I don't take myself seriously at all. 
right? <laughs> As you can tell, neither do I. <laughs> right. I don't take myself seriously at all, but I take my spirituality dead serious. Mm-hmm. I take it as if my life depends on it because mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. And so the clients I'm working with and the clients I tend to attract are the ones that really are willing to go deep, mm-hmm. really willing to say, let me just get this out of me once and for all and move mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. You know, I believe, and I don't know if you feel the same way, no matter how much we build our mindset, no matter how much we build our body, no matter how much momentum we build financially or in our business, if there is some stuff, some mm. stuff in the basement that's stuck, that hasn't yep. been resolved, it's going to kick up and continue to block you, continue to cause problems, continue to make you feel, oh, the other shoe's going to drop. Yeah, maybe you're right. You feel like that because you know you haven't dealt with this. And that's right. when you come to me. That's when clients come to me. When they're sick of the repetition. They're sick of it. You know, they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I love it. I love what I do. I just love it. It's such a powerful um, image. And, you know, for those being able to watch this in the video format, you know, you saw your emotion as you're talking about what's in the basement, you know, what's in that part of you. And there's so much, um, there's so much depth to that. You're, you're absolutely right. You know, I talk about shocking people's potential and I usually mean it by, you know, like sometimes you just need that kick, you know, that, that part, somebody else or something that just kicks you enough in the butt that finally you say, Hey, well, I'm going to quit talking about it. And I'm going to go get it. But a lot of the times, the reasons that people still, even when somebody's kicking them, <laughs> don't get farther along is because there's other parts within them, fears, concerns, old baggage, old mindsets, those things that keep you rooted um, and don't allow you to move or move as far as you can. And so I love the fact that you help people deal with that because it's like, you know, you got to clean stuff out to, you know, rebuild a broken foundation. Ooh, yeah. Hey, that and was Michael. What, that was profound. You like that? Take that. Take, <laughs> but you said it, so you own it. But um, unshakable foundation. I love it. Um, and I agree with you. Uh, I agree with every single word you said. And that's why the human component comes in. Uh, I let my clients know all of my mistakes. Mm-hmm. No, all of them. And it builds. <laughs> well, it's healthy. It's yeah, healthy. absolutely. Hey, I'm not on a pedestal now, right? Yep. So now I'm not up here looking down on them. I'm down the road. I'm three or four miles down the road and we're even, we're equal playing field. And I'm letting them know where the landmines are. I'm letting mm-hmm. them know where the ditches are. I'm letting them know where to make a left, where to make a right. And since I'm not on a pedestal, I have nothing to live up to. I have no fake Superman you know, aura and also sharing my mistakes and sharing where my demons were makes them so open with me, mm-hmm. you know, to be able for someone to go, Oh, you did that. Oh, well, I'm just, and, and they realize it's, yeah, it's fear. It's yeah. not a good deal. If there's a word for it in the English dictionary, someone's done it. 
<laughs> that is true. That right. Is true, or else it would not exist. Exactly. Right. There's probably some new things that are going to get added to it for all of us. Exactly. Yeah, and that, yeah. it is really important to to recognize that because um, I think sometimes, uh, well, two thoughts. Number one is you know in kind of this Instagram world, you know it's really easy to look at other people and say, wow, they've got it all together and I don't have anything together. Um, the second thing is sometimes I interview people on my podcast and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so much what I want to achieve. How, why haven't I achieved that yet? And then I have to remind myself I'm at a different place than somebody else. So, you know, it's all a journey and that's part of what I love about the podcast. I get to learn from people. But when you said you were talking about sharing, you know, kind of grace in your mistakes and the power in your imperfection. Um, long ago when I was uh, managing a really large sales team. So I had like 30 plus direct managers who reported to me. And then we had a total responsibility for about 500 people. We'd have these weekly calls and I always made fun of myself. Like, I'm like, okay, so here's how, you know, you guys have all been complaining about how we're asking for referrals. So last time I was in one of our clinics, I did it, man, did I screw it up? So let me tell you what I learned. And then this is what I did. And that's how I changed it. And that's how I got better. And I remember one of the, um, uh, one person, he'd been with the company for ever. And I, I was a newer addition, you know, so he didn't necessarily, he had to report to me, but he didn't necessarily, you know, want to. Um, but he, um, I remember he came to me and he goes, you know, it dawned on me about the fifth time that you were making fun of yourself and you were showing, you know, you were sharing your mistakes. And it's like, all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh, she's doing this. So we all understand it's okay. <laughs> and nobody's perfect. And guess what? She's actually doing it too. And I'm like, oh, good. Somebody knew what I was doing. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm so I'm new to this whole life coaching thing. This is a whole new thing for me. I was a businessman. I, I ran the biggest, we owned, excuse me, and ran the biggest lace company, like uh, Victoria's Secrets, and you know I was in the wow. fashion in, in fashion uh, in garment district. So I th this whole thing is new to me. I wasn't dipping my toe or anything. And I I remember being on Netflix, seeing that Tony Robbins had a movie, set and the name of it was I'm Not Your Guru. Oh and yeah yeah like, yeah. And I was like, dude, good for him. Mm -hmm. Like good for him. I I don't want to be looked at like that either. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, I don't know if he does that. I don't know if he comes on stage and tells people his mistakes and his flaws, but I, I would do it any day of the week. Yeah, absolutely. He does actually, um, for the first time ever, I actually was doing some, a couple different virtual events uh, by him in the last few months. And that is really it. I mean, he tells his story. He goes, look, I, you know, I may be worth a lot of money now, but let me tell you how I started. Let me tell you how I had to take the bus, you know, and I had to take two buses to get to this, you know, job where I was, you know, being a janitor in a building at night. And as he tells the story, it's really compelling. And you're like, oh, I, you know, you really see yourself in him. And, yeah. uh, and and understand that where he is today has 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 to do with his drive and what he's learned from himself, but it had nothing to do with just turning on a magic switch and all of a sudden you know he's world renowned. Yeah, I gotta I gotta read more of his stuff and and listen to him more, um, especially now that I'm in this field. You know, from from what I understand, he's like the godfather of it. Um, but <laughs> you know, but I I just but just the title itself made me go, I like him. Mm -hmm. I like See, him. And my yoga dog that is always showing up and everything, I, he's my guru. So whenever I, you know, need advice, I, you know, say yoga dog, tell me what to do. <laughs> Usually he just tells me to breathe. <laughs> Sounds about right.
<laughs> and when I start talking to Yoga Dog, that's when you know that it's time for me to take a break because yeah, I yeah. should not talk to statues. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that when you talk to a statue, it at least tells you to breathe. Thank God. Exactly. It doesn't tell me anything else. Thank goodness. Thank <laughs> but do well, me a favor. If it tells you to kill your neighbor, will you call me? Yeah, I totally will. <laughs> Adam, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Put the yoga dog back yeah, and yeah, walk yeah. away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, part of what we're doing this month in this series is, is and I think this is really timely for what you do and how you work with people, is, is trying to find ways for us to, you know, kind of let 2020 go. And as I've been doing these interviews, it's been really interesting that, um, I don't know about you, but for me, people I've interacted with, when I was interacting with them this time last year, everybody was like, 2019 was the worst year ever. 2020 is going to be great. And I remember thinking, well, that's a great way to look at the next year. And 2020 started out great, started out great for me, for lots of people. And then, you know, things changed, obviously. But even though, you know, switching the calendar from December to January is just, you know, it's just an action. Um, I think there's a lot of symbolism in people's heads about, you know, finishing a year and moving into something different and finding kind of some clean starts. So, you know, what are your top tips or thoughts for helping people kind of leave the baggage of 2020 behind and really feel like they can have some more, at least even mental control over, you know, what happens to them in 2021 and beyond? Sure. I like to make things playful and I like to make them a game sometimes so people will stay active and, and participate in it. Um, I really believe in building a meditation streak and mm. I give my friends and my clients permission to just do one minute a day, just mm -hmm. one, but get a streak going. Meditate yep. for 20 minutes on Monday and not picking it up again until Friday is not going to do anything. Exactly. Intentional breathing for 60 seconds, seven days a week will be far better than 20 minutes one day and leaving it alone. So make a game, right? Uh, I believe in journaling. And when I say that for me personally, and for the people that hire me, I believe pen to paper. Mm -hmm. Now, that's, a, that's an added thing, you know, and that's what I want to see from them. I want, I, be, I believe there's a, a more direct connection from putting your emotions and your thoughts from a pen to paper than there is to a keyboard. That's nothing mm -hmm. against technology, nothing against technology. I like to ask them to do one random act of kindness every day, one mm -hmm. random act of kindness, um, to please go take a very slow, very deliberate five minute walk outside in nature to wake up your five basic senses. Mm -hmm. Every single person I know takes everything for granted. So I always let them know if I take your eyesight tomorrow yeah. and I have blind friends, you'll miss it. If you lose your hearing, you'll miss it. If your body goes numb and you're paralyzed, you're gonna miss it. So it, of course, there's a little bit of gratitude in that. There's no doubt about it, but I want them to see the brown in the trees. I want them to see the green in the leaves. I want them to see the blue or the gray in the sky. I want them to feel the weather, you know, feel the humidity or feel the cold air. I want them to, to wake up because when you master your five basic senses, now you could be open to the sixth sense way more than you ever have been, where intuitive mm -hmm. thoughts and intuitive knowing will come to you naturally. 
So I love doing that with him. And I believe for, I think it'd be great for anybody, but I can give you this for my clients and hopefully for your listeners. Every day to record the high of the day, the best thing of the day, and the low of the day, the worst thing of the day. Um, Now, look, this is not just spiritual at all. You can break this down into, I know athletes that do it, uh, Warren Buffett, why? On the worst day, you realize that something good happened. On the best day, you realize something negative happened. You start being able to control your emotions. So when Warren Buffett's in the stock market, he, he's not, he is not emotional, right? Your emotions are a gift, right. but they can take over and they can paralyze you. You're capable of allowing your emotions to talk to you and be signals, not to overwhelm you, overtake you, possess you and stop you from your dreams. Just by every day recording your high and your low of the day, you begin to master yourself, mm-hmm. which is what everybody's looking for every, anyway. Self-mastery. But it's, there's only, I have friends, and I love them all. I love them all. Every <laughs> single one. You know, every messenger that you probably pick up in self and personal development, they have the same themes. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really really reinventing the wheel. So why is that? They're, they're all channeling the same energy. They're all channeling a, a higher source, a clarity. Nothing's going to be too different. Obviously, the messenger is important. You need, to, you need to be able to relate to the messenger, right? If you, but, so you find the person that you relate to. But that book, you don't have to then go to this book and then you don't have to go to this book and then you don't have to go to the, you know, and then to go to, like, mm-hmm. like take, take the essentials and work on them for a little bit. Yeah. Master them, then grow. And from what I've noticed, and you, you could tell me, Michael, if you feel the same way, it, it's an information age. So there, it's almost like paralysis by analysis because there's too much. Yes, absolutely. You know, back in the day when I was learning, you know, fitness and bodybuilding, it, it, it wasn't like you could just look up everybody's routine. You had to go get the magazines and you have to, right? And you would go and you would, and you would have to master them and you, you would see how your own muscles adapted. You would see how your own body felt. It wasn't, you know, now I wouldn't even know who to follow and how to follow. <laughs> so true. There's too many. You know, and what do you do nutrition? Like back in the day, you had to research how your body felt. How, now it's like keto, count your macros, low carb, high carb, vegan, vegetarian. I, I, you'll go crazy. <laughs> yes. Find one thing, practice it. See if it works for six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks. You know, then reassess. Um, so really, I guess what we're, what I'm saying here is, you know, slow down. Yeah, I agree. A couple of things that you said, um, you know, really strike a chord with me and people who have followed me for a long time know this. I actually, um, did something called a gold star year. And what I did with that is I would literally give myself a gold star on my calendar. I have a bunch of them. (laughs) 
And I gave it to myself when I would uh, write in my journal every day, which I have, and I do same thing handwritten. Um, I would meditate and I would, I would um, move my body for at least 30 minutes and walk absolutely counted in that. And it was just those things to keep myself grounded and focused. And, and uh, they were the things, you know, so my journal has everything from, you know, what were the good points, bad points to what is a new idea, you know, whatever. And when I go through, when I finish one, when I finish a, a book, then I go back through it and I review it. And if it's something that's done and all done or taken care of or whatever, I cross that page out. If there's something I still need to complete or it was an idea or something I want to reflect on, I tab that page so I can go back to it. And I use these, I use these way, these um, just a journal, I guess the process and the book physically as kind of a reminder of, you know, what I've, what I've gone through just during however long it takes me to go through that journal. And it's really satisfying. It's very tangible. And it, it's, it is definitely a counterpoint to, uh, there's another email coming through and, oh, my phone is beeping again. It's, it's like this private time just for me. <laughs> it's just my little space. And luckily, like this one has all little gold stuff on it and in the back has all these stickers in it. And it's so funny, just to, it's like, it's like getting a piece of my childhood back, but it's also using it in a way to really um, advance myself as a, as a professional at this age of my life. That's beautiful. That's ah, beautiful. Thank you. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and you know what else? It shows me consistency. Mm -hmm. Consistency. Yeah. And it really, and it really is, um, meditation for me, I found it's been almost, uh, eight years now since I found meditation and mindfulness practice. And that is why I found yoga dog. You know, I found him just randomly in a, in a store and I just, it, it just, what to me was just this reminder of, I love seeing him wherever I am because he just reminds me sometimes that no matter how crazy the rest of it, it gets is just stopping to breathe when it gets stressful or it gets overwhelming or you're not sure which way to go, um, he's a very visible reminder for me to just stop and breathe and take in that moment and second that, that uh, those, those seconds, but recognize that there's, there's a lot of joy in recognizing and understanding when you're stressed or when you're sad or, you know, whatever. Those, those are things that sometimes we push aside and instead of going, okay, well, Let's talk about this. Let's think about this. Why are you feeling this way today? Let's, let's deal with it instead of shoving it down. Because I, in my past, was really good at shoving all that stuff to the basement floor like you're talking about. Really good. I could push it down, stomp on it, kick it a few times, and push it to the back corner. But eventually, it comes to light again. Yeah. Well, you're talking to Captain Denial. That's why I um, really work on it with people. You know, cause I'm so, but I love that, by the way, I love that visual cue. I have one too. I have a visual cue. So I have, let's see if you can see it here. Hold on. I'll clear it. I'll clear this, clear this. Let me show you real fast. So if you see there, it's super yes. with money behind it. And the reason I did that was it was very difficult for me to understand that it's okay to make money helping people. I was used to making a product, owning a business, you know, ru running a factory. So that, that, of course, of course, you should make a lot of money doing that. But being able to say what I do, I deserve to get paid for. Mm -hmm. you know, I had to, I wrestled with that for a little bit. So I had to put a visual cue that's like, yeah, 
of course I deserve this money. I'm giving my time, my love, my energy. I'm taking notes on my clients. I'm treating them like any doctor would a patient. Yeah. Of course. But for me personally, I don't know if this is a normal thing or not. I had to build a bridge to it's okay to get paid to help people. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think there's a lot of people that are like that. They're, you know, it's not necessarily, it's not because they don't want to get paid, but because um, there are certain, um, I guess, stigmas or, you know, things that we all have in our psyche. You know, I, I know that when uh, I spent about 10 years of my um, career in the hearing aid sector, and so I was responsible for all these sales teams and ran all of our stores in the U.S. And it was really interesting to me that, um, that audiologists who, you know, they got into the field of audiology to help people with their hearing. And they know that hearing aids bridge that gap. Now, the problem with hearing aids is it's a product nobody wants at a price tag nobody wants to pay. Um, they're not, it's not a, an inexpensive solution. But, you know, my audiologists all believed in it. But when it got to the point where they had to ask for the money to pay for the product, um, 99% of them would stumble over that. And one day I was working with somebody and I said, you know, if these were free, would you have an easier time giving them away? And she goes, well, no, they shouldn't have them for free. There's a value to them. I said, well, what if they were $100? Well, I don't think that's enough. So, you know, we kind of went through the whole thing because, you know, at that point in time, a set was, a good set was between five and $7,000. And I'm like, so what's the magic point where you'll feel comfortable with the amount? And <laughs> she looked at, and I already knew where we were going with this, but she said, I guess I just have to be comfortable talking about money. I'm like, ding, 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 ding. Okay, let's work on that. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I knew that's where she was with it, but until she said it herself, we couldn't get her past it. That's so healthy. That's, that's, mm -hmm. you, you, that's really good mentoring. That's really, really good. You know, it's fun. Yeah, it's that's another, that was another weakness of mine in coaching until I mastered that. You know, I actually thought, that working on people's finances, I confused it with advising. Um, I didn't want to touch it. What I had to realize was my coaching ability is to address what, what's the issue with money. Right. With money. Where's the block with cash flow, with energy? Not with, I don't have to be an advisor, but I, I didn't know what I didn't know. So right. I would always want to stay away from that until I go, oh, wait. I've attracted a lot of money already. I'm working on them with that. I'm not telling them where to put it in the market and I'm not telling right. them to go into real estate. So, you know, you, you learn, you learn as you go. Yeah, I agree. And it is, it is funny because people will have hesitancy about areas where they think it's crossing over other boundaries. And yet a lot of times when you just ask yourself enough questions, you break it down, you get to the little pieces. <laughs> well, and I love I love your feedback for people, you know, build a meditation streak. It doesn't matter how long. And that's really, I always tell people when they're like, oh yeah, I've tried meditation. It doesn't work for me. I'm like, you're not, it's not about whether or not you get an Olympic medal in it. Right. <laughs> it's just the fact that you try it. That's why it's called a practice, not yeah. a perfect. Um, so build a meditation uh, streak um, Have with intentional breathing, especially journaling, pen to paper, my firm belief as well. One random act of kindness every day. I love that. A very slow and deliberate uh, five-minute walk every day to engage all five senses so you can open up your sixth. 
and record the high and the low of the day. Those are really, I think those are incredible um, suggestions for people that they can start right now today as they're listening, as soon as they're done listening to this podcast and they can uh, start to use it as a practice for moving forward as well. It doesn't just have to clear out the old from 2020. This could be a really incredible way to start 2021 and beyond. I'd like to add yours too. I'd like, I, let's add it to the list. 30 minutes of moving their body. There you go. Okay. I'm adding it in there. Yeah. 30 minutes, yeah. man. We're co we're co-collaborating here. You know, exactly. These are essential. You know, I, I look, it, it's funny how our world, like everything always feels extreme. Like the, the, uh, all of a sudden I saw that there was like a minimalist movement. But like if you do these core things, go enjoy all the material stuff you want. I could care Absolutely. less. Absolutely. You know I, mean? I could care less. God doesn't not like Rolls Royces. God doesn't <laughs> not like, you know, mopeds. He, it, there's no, it, it's not about that. So, but, but he does care about you. Yeah. The power does care about you. And that's what you and I are talking about. We're talking about intrinsic value. You know, you know it was funny about five, six years ago, I tried to do, I, I was just kind of playing with this and this was before I had launched this company. And I was, I was somewhere where somebody had held a door open for me. And I, you know, you, I love it when people do that. Um, it just was like somebody just said, oh, here, let me get you that door. And I, you know, I had a bag or something. And it just struck me for some reason that day. So I was like, I'm going to go hold a door open for somebody else. Like somebody did this for me today. I'm going to deliberately do this. So I put it out on Facebook to my friends and I'm like, I want to know how many of you will open the door for somebody today? Like, you know, I'm just trying to like spark dialogue. Do you know, like two people responded? And I went, okay, that's better than no people, but I, I really wanted to play with it. I'm like, so the next day I'm like, so what should we do? Buy coffee for this person behind you. So I did that. I'm like, who's with me? I'm like, nobody. I'm like, come on, people. You're good yeah. people. Let's do something. Let's start a random act of kindness movement. It just went down the toilet. No, but I love that. I, I love that. I love that you were trying to inspire. You know, my whole uh, recovery community where I go to stay sober and, and mm -hmm. share. And, um, we're big believers in all everything you do. You, you said, you know, we return the shopping cart to. Yes. You know, these, just these little things. So, and I'm going to steal something from them and, and give it to your listeners, and it, which is, you know, if you want to grow and get better self-esteem, do esteem of blacks. Yes. You know, you're not feeling great about yourself. You don't need to hire me. Start doing esteem of blacks. When you're done with the grocery cart, walk it back. Yes. You know, if you see somebody with a baby, compliment the baby. Yes. You know, watch how this comes back to you. Yes. It's so true. It actually, it really, really is. I agree with that so much. I love it. God, we could talk forever. Yeah, um, I, I I'm it. always surprised how much time flies. So now before, before we get close to the end here, uh, we'll have all your contact information in our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to type you in and look you up right this second, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, adamjablin.com. So I, I used my name as my platform. So adamjablin.com, Instagram at adamjablin, Facebook at adamjablin. If you look up Adam Jablin, you'll find me. <laughs> Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Wow. 
Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Take it one day at a time, be in the moment, be present, know that it all works out in the end. And if it didn't work out yet, it's not the end. Mm, that is very, that's very sage. Adam, thank you so much for being our guest today. This was, uh, you. I'm very glad we met and look forward to staying connected with you. Me too. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.